The shoes. The shoes? It's gotta be the shoes. Affectionately known as the GOAT, greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, or MJ, has one of the most recognisable names. From his gameplay, his attitude, everyone in the 90s wanted to be like Mike. A superhero to many, MJ has the most accolades in NBA history according to statistics. The Nike Airship were the first sneakers Nike gave to MJ to wear on court. The colourway of the airships were mostly black and red, or bread, and this was a banned colourway not in line with the uniform regulations of the NBA. Nike used that to their advantage. Once the Air Jordan 1 was released, the commercials had Mike standing there, and the voiceover stated that the shoe was made in September. The NBA threw them out in October but the NBA cannot stop you, the consumer, from wearing them. This is what propelled the Air Jordan 1 as the sneaker that everyone wanted on feet. This is possibly the cause for sneaker culture as we know it today. What's up? I'm Miss Risk, DJ, radio broadcaster, party thrower and sneakerhead. And this is episode one of Can I Kicks It? The giant Air Jordan giveaway. Today I'm having a chat with Daryl Naidu, an OG sneaker collector since the 90s, the founder of scoopandwin.com. Daryl is the owner of over 200 OG Air Jordans, that includes multiple silhouettes. Daryl has worked all over the world, Melbourne, London, New York, all of the hotspots for dope sneakers. And today we'll be talking about the giveaway he has organised via Scoop and Win. This competition is open to sneakerheads living in Australia or the United States. It's in collaboration with Nice Kicks, one of the greatest sources of sneaker news online. Let's find out why Daryl is giving away 23 pairs of OG Air Jordans. Daryl, thanks so much for coming. Amazing. Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. This is a really, really, really exciting time, especially when we get to the crux of why you're here. Awesome. Let's roll. All right. Let's start at the beginning. What is your first sneaker memory? My first sneaker memory would be um, obviously Air Jordans. Uh, I'm into Air Jordans in a massive way. Um, my first sneaker memory is looking at Michael Jordan win his first uh, championship against the LA Lakers in 1991. Um, when they released the Air Jordan 6s infrared, that just absolutely blew my mind. So I rushed to the shops. Well, I mean, I actually worked for it first. So I saved up my pocket money and I rushed to the shops to get myself a pair of the black infrareds. Um, at that time, they ran out of black ones, so I had to settle for the white ones, but it was sweet. I was happy with that, you know, and I slept with it. I looked at it every day. I didn't wear it for at least at least a couple months. And then I finally decided, man, this is the day that I'm going to wear that, which was the end of year 12 for us. So, Which store did you buy them from? This I went to the Foot Locker store in uh, Doncaster East at that point. Uh, so there weren't a lot of stores around that had Air Jordans. So that was actually one of the closest ones to me. So your first memory of sneakers were Air Jordans. Because I remember in the 90s, there was a lot of talk about people getting jumped wearing Reebok pumps and people getting jumped if they wore Jordans. So a lot of my sneaker memories came from me not having access to any of those. 
Look, I mean, in the school that I grew up in, I guess, uh, you know, the peer pressure was a major thing and you were judged like your social currency was judged on what you had on your feet, you know. So, and for us, it was Air Jordans. Um, there were a lot of guys wearing Reebok pumps, they were wearing Converse, they were wearing British Knights, uh, you know, fillers and all that. But I think for us, Air Jordans always stood the test of time. So I had to have a pair of those on my feet. Was that purchase what triggered your sneaker collecting or was it a purchase after that? Well, my first purchase of Air Jordans, because I was obsessed with the Bulls and obsessed with Michael Jordan. And ultimately, it was that defining moment where Jordan won his first, uh, you know, sort of basketball championship that actually, like, you know, made me say, you know what, those shoes are special because look at what it did for this guy, you know. And then from that point, I became really obsessed with Air Jordans, but more so for, you know, the design of the shoes. Like, these shoes are ultimately, like, you know, they set the bar every year for Nike in terms of their, you know, design factor, in terms of their innovation, uh, in terms of the materials that they use. And, you know, by... um. You know, my DNA, like I come from an art direction design background and, you know, from a design sense, they just absolutely blew my mind. When was the next time you bought a pair of Jordans? So you bought the infrared sixes. They didn't have what you wanted. What happened next? What was the next pair? Yeah, so um, the next pair, do I remember? Um, I did get, the next pair was the black infrareds. So I had to buy them. So I went on a hunting mission. And the thing with me is that I become obsessive about something. So if I was after the black pair, I, I like worked, I saved a hell of a lot more money. You know, like, you know, there was at least about, I think maybe 10 or 12 shifts at Coles. So I saved all my pennies and I went and sourced where to find like, you know, the black infrareds. Um, and then from there, it's kind of snowballed after that because the obsession went, okay, Air Jordan 7s. Okay, I've got to have Air Jordan 8s. Okay, hey, I've got to go back in my collection now and see, okay, I don't have the 4s, the 5s, the 3s. How do I get a pair of these? So, you know, that's when the hunt started. You know, like, you know, a lot of kids these days say, hey, I'm on a, like, I'm on a sneaker hunt. And I know, like, we were the original guys that, you know, did sneaker hunting because the internet wasn't around. So what did you have to do? You had to pick up the phone. You had to ring Foot Locker USA. You had to ring Foot Locker in Hong Kong and see if you could get a pair. But then how were we going to get it shipped over? Like, this is a bizarre thing, you know? So we did it old school. Like, we did it the hard way, you know? But I ended up getting, like, you know, fives, threes, ones. Um, and then I, then I restarted my collection from, like, you know, Air Jordan nines, which is... At that point in time was when Michael Jordan actually retired for the first time. So Air Jordan 9s were thinking like, oh, my God. So, you know, number one to number eight, like, it would never be, he'd never wear these things ever again. So, like, you know, it made the number one to number eight super, super valuable in my world. You mentioned the hunt. Obviously, collecting sneakers in the 90s, even up until the early 2000s, there weren't many reseller stores. There weren't many sneaker stores in terms of volume. So how did you hunt? Where did you hunt the furthest? Well, I guess um, I guess my furthest hunt probably came a bit later on in my life. Um, so while I was working in America and the UK, I discovered the best way to get an original pair of Air Jordan 1s 
was to actually go to Japan. So, I mean, the thing was, you know, unbelievable. You couldn't get a pair of Air Jordan 1s, uh, you know, off eBay, I guess, because, like, you know, it was it was always skeptical about its authenticity. So you needed to go, you know, directly to the source. And the source for me was going to, uh, you know, Shinjuku in Japan and finding, like, you know, those core sort of sneaker cult stores that actually had, like, you know, uh, you know a pair of Air Jordan 1s. But, you know, we're not talking about original dead stock. We're talking about original worn. So my Edge on ones, the originals that I've got from 1984, they're actually a used pair that I bought, uh, you know, in a secondhand store in Shinjuku. So that pair means a lot to me because ultimately of the hunt that I had to go through to like A, source it, you know, B, go and find like, you know, this little store in the back alley of Shinjuku, which you could miss at, you know, like at the blink of an eye. And ultimately... That made it really special for me because I went on that long journey, uh, you know, to find something that I'm very passionate about. Now, do I actually love, you know, the design of Air Jordan 1s? Probably not as much as the Air Jordan 11s, which we'll get to a bit later. But, you know, it's a must for any sneaker collector. It is the ultimate pair of sneakers that you need to have. Have you tried them on? No, don't be silly. Are you serious? Because they could totally crumble. So you collect shoes to wear or to display, or is it a remix of both? It's a little bit of both. I buy the ones that I like, that I really like, that I want to wear. I buy two pairs off. So I wear one and I keep the other, you know, because you have to, you know, you have to preserve the smell, the crease, like, you know, the non-crease of the shoe. You know, you know, it has to be in its original wrapping. It's got to be in the box that you buy it in, right? And so the ones that I do wear... Um, I then just wear out and I wear them to death and they go in the bin straight after. But I can rest assured that I, that I have another pair of, uh, you know, the exact same ones in the wardrobe. But what happens if you want to wear them again? Would, um, you, would you wear the one that's preserved in the box? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess, <laughs> um, I guess every collector has their reasons or like, you know, they wouldn't be able to tell you why they do collect, like, you know, why they have those shoes. But I think for me... Because the Air Jordans are so innovative, you know, there's always the next pair to get or there's the next sort of style to get. So, you know, we're up to Air Jordan 35s at the moment. Like, you know, can you believe it's been 35 years since Air Jordan 1s have released and they are now hotter than when they actually first launched in this world. They have been so many releases of the Air Jordan 1 in different colorways and now different sizes, mids and highs and lows. I'm not mad about that. I love the Jordan 1 high. And I love mids. It's not the size that matters. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely the color of the shoe and the fit. And I love that the Jordan ones are narrow and not bulky. And there's something really classic about them. And I love the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. I find it fascinating how much sneaker collectors love the Jordan 11. Yeah. And I find it really interesting that Michael Jordan said to Tinker Hatfield he wanted a shoe that he could wear in a suit. The Air Jordan 11, if you're talking about pure design, for me, they are the ultimate Jordan. 
the reason being is like, you know, that she was based the 1920s uh, decadence movement. For me, basically anything in patent leather, like, you know, we're talking about 1995, 96 season, right? I was heavily into the rave scene. Right? We had airwalks, we had, uh, you know, vans. And then all of a sudden the Air Jordan 11 comes out with this patent leather and we're like, what? This just blew our mind. It's like, what is like MJ wearing? He's wearing that playing Orlando Magic. He just got fined $5,000 for like being out of uniform because like he launched like Air Jordan 11s on you. It's like unbelievable. And then to actually look at the shoe, to hold it in your hand is like, you know, holding... It's like holding a block of chocolate in your hand. I just can't stop licking it. It's <laughs> like it's got carbon fiber soles. It's got a clear colorway like over the carbon fiber. It's just incredible. I have, so we're talking about original colorways, right? I got eight of them in the original. So the launch year, the 1996, uh, which I've kept. They're in very, they're in pristine condition. Um, and then the re-releases, I've got about 18 of them. So you wear the, so, re- the retros? Yeah, you wear, I wear the, retros the retros and you keep. I keep the OG because the they, you know, they're worth the most. So you know, and they're in their boxes. You don't take them out and put them in display boxes. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually one of those weird collectors in terms of I just collect for myself. I don't collect for it to go and display. I don't actually collect to show others what I've got and why I'm wearing them and how cool I am. Like. You know, at certain times of the day, I'm just basically collecting for myself. And any true original collector would actually like, they can never tell you why they collect because they just do it for their like personal deep reasons. For me, like it really comes down to, you know, the Chicago Bulls and the championship years and then the times thereafter and the design of them, like, you know, the pure design. I know there's a lot of people now that, you know, actually like the vintage version of Air Jordans. You know, they like the Air Jordan 1s, they like Air Jordan 4s, the 3s, but I think for me, every year, even though Michael Jordan's not playing anymore, he's releasing the most innovative shoe of the year. Like, you know, it's something that uh, LeBron James could never catch. It's something that Kobe Bryant could never catch. Rest in like, peace. You know, rest in peace. And ultimately, like, no shoes have come near, you know, design elements or like the steep history that Air Jordan has. And still known as the greatest of all time. And especially during that time, I can sit here and name you a whole bunch of players from the 90s. From Hakeem to Shaq, to Larry, to Alonzo, to Pippen, to Rodman. These are names, I guess, growing up and watching the NBA every Saturday, collecting basketball cards. I think sneaker culture kind of started with 90s kids that way. I agree with you. I mean, you had upper deck cards and that's what you collected, you know? I mean, you collected cards, you traded cards at school. I don't think anyone could afford Air Jordans back in the day unless, you know, you work for it like I did. Like, you know, I had a job. My dad didn't give me any money to buy sneakers. You know, I actually had a job. I saved my own money and I bought my own sneakers. But... Ultimately, like early 90s basketball, like, you know, we really have to go back to the Dream Team 92. You know, that really like, you know, made basketball into this worldwide game. You know, a lot of people don't know who their president is or, you know, who their politicians are, but everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. It's because they have better priorities. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People have better priorities. We don't need to worry about politicians at the minute. We need to know who the GOAT is of all time. Yeah. You're straight on that one. (laughs) 
What's the most ridiculous thing you have done for a pair of sneakers? Oh, the most ridiculous thing. Well, we spoke about my trip to Shinjuku. I think that that's right up there. It's um, pretty normal now for sneaker collectors. Yeah. Because Tokyo is very well known for getting the sneakers that are OG, that if you, you can buy them for hundreds, but yeah. just know that they will crumble if you <laughs> try to take them out. But at least you have them in your collection. It's that energy. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think uh, I think another memory comes to me. Uh, probably, you know, setting out in forty eight hours in, uh, you know, sort of the middle of London. We we're in Oxford Circus. There's a Nike store in Oxford Circus. Uh, so we sat out. We camped out for forty eight hours, uh, and that's to get us uh, ourselves a pair of the Air Jordan Six Rings. So I don't know if you know much about the Six Rings, but it signifies Jordan Six. Uh, you know, the championships that he won. So they've actually combined it all into one sneaker called the Air Jordan Six Rings, and it basically has an element of uh, you know all the shoes that he wore like you know during those championships. So you know it was awesome. It was a good uh, experience for me um, because it then really sort of like you know brought home like you know this love and this joy that individuals have for sneakers. Like I mean, if you think about it, you know, would you camp out in the middle of London? for your kids, you know, you probably won't. I was uh, 26 at that time or 27, but you know, we're camping out there for sneakers. I mean, I wouldn't do that for a girlfriend. How does your wife deal with your sneaker collecting? Ah, look, I would, I can safely say that my wife deals with it the same way a lot of collectors out there have got the same problem. Any spare space in the house, whether that's under the kitchen sink, whether that's in the wardrobes above, like, you know, her best Armani, like, you know, sort of dress or whatever, you'll find a pair of sneakers in my house. Now, <laughs> you know, I've got about 203 pairs of original Jordan. So I've got some stuff stashed at my mate's house. I got stuff stashed. Lot. The majority of collection of my collection is over at my dad's house because he's on his own now. So, you know, he's got heaps of room there. So, you know, I keep uh, all the best pairs there. Yeah, she's okay. She's very supportive, actually. Like, you know, so long as there's room for my kids' clothes and for all of their stuff, she doesn't really care. Uh, That's great to hear. I mean, at the end of the day, you work hard for your money and it's something you enjoy. I think the most irritating part about sneaker collecting for spouses or partners would just be the space. More than anything, this is what I hear the most of, that it's just the space in the house because they are in boxes. You don't want to take them out. I mean, it blows my mind when I see Instagram influencers have their sneakers on shelves. It looks good, but all I can think of is the dust. Are they dusting that every day? That would drive me nuts. Well, I mean, if you could see my face right now, you would know that I'm cringing <laughs> at, this, uh, you know, at the sound of like you know, actually displaying your sneakers. I mean, I think what I love about being a sneaker collector is that there's the original collectors like myself, and we do it, and we do it for a specific reason. Um, but what I love seeing now is like, you know, all the newcomers to the game and, you know, just having an amazing access to sneakers, uh, you know, especially from an online perspective and e-commerce perspective, you can access any sneakers you want. You know, you don't have to hunt down like your hunt is like basically like where you can find the best sneakers online, you know, and your hunt would be like, you know, those raffles that you've got to enter basically a lineup and like, you know, you sit there looking at the refresh button and you're refreshing like, you know, every two seconds or three seconds. And then it goes, order been accepted. Oh no, order not been accepted. Order being refund. You know, so 
that's the sort of like, you know, commitment that I think a lot of newcomers have got to deal with. What I love seeing about individuals who do like display their, um, you know, their kicks and like they want everyone to have a look at it is that, you know, they're proud of it. It gives them social currency. Absolutely. And in a world that's like, you know, where we're judged like literally by how we represent ourselves in a social world, that adds currency to anyone. And, you know, what's even better than what I've just said is you've got a whole lot of girls now that are into Jordans. Like, you know, that for me, like some of the colorways, like, you know, you got Melody Asani, you know, she's designing Air Jordans. Like, that is sick. You know, she's adding in like, you know, you know, sort of fruit on Air Jordan. She's adding in like amazing colorways. And that too, like, I guess, to the Jordan brand that keeps them current and that actually keeps like, you know, the innovation behind the Air Jordans automatically takes on a different level. As well as um, Alaylee May, like to mention her as well. But uh, I really love Melody's design of the mids that came out 2019 and uh, still wanting to hunt for a pair of those, especially in my size, they're hard to find. And they're a mid, but they're absolutely amazing. Two different colours. She's added watches on the laces. It's pretty, pretty, pretty fantabulous design. Oh, amazing. And, and like, you know, I think the best thing about her designs are her nails. She's got she's got the most kick-ass nails on the planet. Like, you know, it's got like a Nike swoosh on it. Like she does a colorways. Oh, she's like, amazing. To match. From memory, um, Melody started off as a jewelry designer. Same with Yoon Ambo, who is doing the ambush collaborative dunks with Nike as well. And I love those so much. Oh. The design of the swoosh that is trailing off the back of the heel. I love it. It's such a spectacular shoe. Well, that's, um, I mean, the design of the ambush, that takes you back. Um, I don't know if you know a comic named uh, Asterix and Oblix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that was based on, like, you know, sort of Mediterranean war times, right? You know, like the Greeks and all that. And I don't know if you know about the Greek sandals. I've got wings, like, you know, on the back of them. So that's why ambush have actually followed, like, the Nike swoosh. They actually look like wings, uh, you know, from the Grecian times. So. Well, that makes sense because isn't Nike a Greek word? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, have you seen? I think they've been they've been pulled up recently about the spelling of the word Nike, like in a Greek, you know, sort of way on their heel. And, I uh, saw that. Yeah, the whole world's going nuts over oh, have they misspelled this or like you know you know what are they doing? But at the end of the day, even even though you're a big company. You know, they're acting like a startup, which is amazing because, like, you know, they're testing and they're iterating. Absolutely. You know? And forever innovative, which yeah. is great. Tinker is still there doing amazing things. Love for Tinker. Thanks to Tinker, Michael Jordan stayed with Nike. So <laughs> a lot of people like to uh, sing his praises for all good reasons. That's for sure. So you have over 200 pairs of sneakers, you buy doubles, you've lined up camping, you've flown around the world to get specific pairs, and yeah. what you're about to do is give away 23 of those pairs, and the amount of those add up to 45k and over Yeah, that's right. in the aftermarket. Step right up and play the game. Be a winner. Look, I mean, we've got 23 pairs of original and, uh, you know, retro Air Jordans that we want to give away to people. Uh, we're going to give it away to one lucky person. So it's a raffle draw that you go to scoopandwin.com to enter. You enter in three steps and ultimately, like, you buy your ticket, then you follow the social media sort of rules after that. 
and you know your entry's in, right? And the most amazing part of this is that if you think about some of the most sought after sneakers in the world at the moment are Air Jordans, particularly the two off-whites, which is off-white Chicago ones, right? That's why Virgil Abloh, that's like, you know, everyone wants, every sneaker collector wants one of those in their collection. And we've added like more to that. We've added the off-white uh, Air Jordan 4 sales, which I don't know if you've seen them come out. Like, you know, they got they got released in women's sizes, but our size is actually 10.5 US men's. So we're going to be giving that away as part of our competition. There's about another 21 pairs of Air Jordans that we're going to give away. Now, like the things that you can see are Air Jordan 1s, uh, Air Jordan 23s, which, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is like one of the best Air Jordans ever made. Air Jordan 6 rings. You've got Air Jordan 22s uh, styled after like, you know, a F-22 Raptor fighter. You've got Air Jordan 3s, uh, like, you know, all the OG sort of styles in there as well. Every pair of Air Jordan that someone can win through scoopandwin.com is a unique version of those shoes. Are they all the same size? Uh, they slightly vary in size. Like majority, 85% of them are... US men's 10.5, but we got like the Air Jordan 33s comes in a 9.5. And I think there's one or two other pairs that come in size 10 or size 11. But ultimately, if you're a US 10.5, you should be able to wear 99% of the shoes. You can enter a competition via scoopandwin.com to win 23 pairs of original dead stock Air Jordans, various versions and silhouettes, including the very easy to get if you have the money for them, Off-White 4 and Off-White 1 Chicago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, they're easy to get but hard to afford for a lot of people. We're talking about $45,000 like, you know, on the reseller's market worth of Air Jordans. Now, you know, by no easy feat is this like a small price. You know, you got to put in the effort, you got to enter, you got to follow the three steps that we ask everyone to do. For anyone who loves Air Jordans, this is like, you know, this is the sneaker haul of all time. What are the limited edition special one-offs that you've included in there? Yeah, well, look, I mean, we've got a few of them, but the main ones that come to mind... We've got Air Jordan 1 Beginnings and New Love Pack, right? So this is actually a double pack that represents like Michael Jordan's first year of him playing. And when he retired, I think for the second time, it's basically his new love of motorcycles. The colorways that we got off the new love, basically are black and yellow. And like it's got this translucent sole in it that's just epic. And basically, then we got the Varsity Air Jordan 1 colors, which is the white, black, and red. Apart from the fact that they are Air Jordan 1s, just they look so, they look amazing. They look dope as, you know. They're an absolutely beautiful pair. And I love the case that it comes in. I'm a huge fan of two shoe boxes all in one. So they come in their own little sneaker casing with really amazing graphics. I saw Spike Lee on there, Michael Jordan whole bunch of sneaker images. It's definitely a well-thought-out pack. Yeah, most definitely. You know, this pack comes from my personal vault. So, like, Wait, does this mean you have two? I might have more than two. <laughs> I might have three or four.
we've also got the Air Jordan 23 countdown pack, and that's a combination of the 16s and the Air Jordan 7s. So the Air Jordan 16s, they kind of remind me of a pair of Michael Jackson, you know, sort of shoes, I guess. Uh, you know, it's got this overlap that, like, you know, you can fold into it from, uh, you know, his music videos and then basically Air Jordan 7s, which are the rare hair. That's from, like, basically Space Jam days. Amazing. People can enter the scoop and win for the Jordans in Australia and overseas. Yeah, so we're just focusing on the Australian audience and uh, the United States. So one of the things that um, we love is like, you know, sneaker culture in the US is obviously that's where Air Jordans were invented. You know, that's where they were made. Uh, There's a massive sneaker community there. And in Australia, uh, which is obviously where where we're from, um, you know, the Australian sneaker market is just increasing because you got, you know, you got guys like Sneaker Franco who like in early 2000s, they told the world that basically, hey, Australia is like, you know, one of the sneaker hubs of the world in uh, collaboration with New York and London and Hong Kong. We're just as a part of the sneaker world like anyone else in the world, I guess. So, Which is really important considering Sneaker Freak is a worldwide magazine, online community now, and that did begin in Australia, which is absolutely fantastic. Shout out to Woody. You're handing out 23 pairs in a competition. How do people enter? When can people start entering? Individuals can just head to scoopandwin.com. We wanted to make it easy for people to enter, right? So you enter in three steps. Step one, you buy your ticket. Uh, step two, you actually go and post what is, you know, your version of, you know, the greatest sneak of all time. If it was me, I would actually post up the Air Jordan 11 Concords. I would actually say, hey, these Concords are ultimate sneaker of all time because like, you know, it actually like signified Michael Jordan's second coming, you know, because that's what that shoe means to me. And then you tag in scoops23, that's a hashtag on your Instagram. And then after that, you just got to like scoop and win. And you got to like our like major media partner and they're called Nice Kicks. So just like the Instagram and that's all you got to do. Who's choosing the winners? That's a good question, right? So we have selected an expert panel from Nice Kicks and our in-house team at scoopandwin.com. We're going to shortlist this down to like 10 of the best entries. And then the judging criteria will be, uh, so the guys in New York will have a look at our selection. We'll have a look at their selection. And we will then vote on each of the like, you know, each of the shortlisted contestants. And then ultimately we just get together with the guys uh, in New York at Nice Kicks and we say, okay, well, like, you know, who's our winning entry? Like, I love to give, right? And so that's why we're giving like, you know, individuals an opportunity to win these packs. But ultimately, like, you know, sort of sharing the sneaker love is what this whole thing's about. Absolutely. And I'd like to thank you so much for coming onto the show. And of course, giving us the exclusive rundown of this amazing competition. Can you kicks it with Jordan 1 mids? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a big thing. Can I kicks it? Would I wear it? Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, because for me, like, you know, Air Jordans is like, I mean, yeah, the shoes matter, but it's about how it makes you feel, right? It's not really about what other people have got to say about it. I think maybe one thing about the Air Jordan mids is that I think they work well with, uh, you know, activewear. So it's just basically like, you know, it's a cooler look. It's like a cleaner look. So yeah, I'd rock it. I'd rock my activewear. 
all good. And just to confirm, for those entering scoop and win, it's not 23 pairs of Jordan mids, so you can enter. Yeah, you can damn straight <laughs> enter. It's all good. There's off-white in there. Why else would you not want to enter? Thanks again to Daryl for chatting to me about all things Jordan. You have less than a couple of weeks to enter the giveaway at scoopandwin.com. And if any of my listeners win, I would love the off-white Chicago's. Thank you for listening to the Can I Kicks It podcast, hosted and produced by me, Ms. Risk. Please like and subscribe so you don't take an L on new episodes. Share it on the socials so those curious about sneakers can find out more. You can follow me on Instagram at mzrizk. And for all my sneaker content, you can follow me at it 23 All one word with a Z or a Z instead of an S for kicks. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash And remember, it's a treat when you have heat on your feet. <laughs>